Why? Why? If you Why? have T-Mobile 5G home internet, you might be hearing this Why? a lot. Why? Every time your internet slows down during the busiest hours. Why? Why? Because your network gives priority to cell phone users. Why? Good question. Why not switch to Cox Internet with two times faster download speeds than T-Mobile 5G home internet during peak hours? Okay. Stop the whys and visit cox.com slash 5G home for details. T-Mobile prioritizes certain T-Mobile phone users over home internet users during times of congestion. Your black and gold home for the New Orleans Saints. Ever since Bounty Gate hit the NFL, when things seem fishy, then you probably smell the crooked referees on Roger Goodell. Don't fuck it like this, and I'm a who that. Every day I'm living, I'm a who that. News all winning, I'm a who that. It's the sports coma, this is where we do that. Where we do that, where we do that, where we do that, where we do that, where we do that. Boogie like this, and I'm a who that. It's the sports coma, this is where we do that. You're listening to the sports coma. Welcome, welcome, welcome. You're now rocking with the Sports Cone with Big Q and the guys where we have intense, entertaining, educating, and enlightening sports talk from your favorite sports fam. I'm up in this thing. Shout out to the Who That Nation, man. We representing to the great Saint Tank Tank. We got uh, one of New Orleans' finest and one of the great Saint Tank Tank's honorary uh, members, the great Bob Rose from the Saints News Network and the Bayou Blitz podcast. Once again, we thank Bob, Bob for always jumping in on the coma, man, to sprinkle some game and shed some light on the Who That Nation. Welcome on, Bob. How you doing, my friend? Oh, fam, I'm doing great. Thank you so much for having me, uh, my friend. I, I, I always, always an honor to come on with you. And and hey, happy Thanksgiving to you, your family. Happy Thanksgiving to you viewers out there as well. I hope you had a great holiday and that it continues to be great right through Christmas. Oh, yeah. Thank you, Bob. Same to you and, and your family as well, my friend. Appreciate that. And uh, same up in same blast out to the rest of the who that nation man uh let's hope that the saints bob kind of give us a full thanksgiving gift 
by giving us a win over the 49ers. Now, we had a previewer uh, that came on uh, from the 49ers. He works for uh, Sports Illustrated uh, out on the West Coast covering the 49ers. And he sprinkled some game from his perspective on it. Uh, Grant, uh, Grant, shout out, Grant Cohn uh, that was here from the Cone Zone. So shout out to him. But he dropped, sprinkled some game about some of the 49ers uh, uh, and how they feel about it, the three-game winning streak. So I wanted to get your thoughts. I was like, let me get Bob in here, let Bob sprinkle some game. So, Bob, right now, the team, obviously, uh, to you, and I've been covering a lot of your posts and a lot of your pieces that you've been writing. We always cover it here on, on the Sports Coma. Uh, what do you thought, kind of, what are your thought on the Saints at four and seven right now heading to this matchup? We beat the Rams, but the Rams was one of the, you know, they wasn't playing that well, Bob. And I don't want to sprinkle a little salt on the Saints win last week, but had Stafford not got knocked out of that game, I think the Rams would have beat the Saints because they didn't have an answer for him and they couldn't stop the run. So defense got busy, knocked him out of that. We got the win, but uh, how fortunate are we going into this 49ers matchup based on all of that? Hey, Q, I tell you, and I'm with you. I don't, I, I'm not going to feed into the hyperbole of that win, you know, a win against a, Poorly playing Rams team is going to turn their year around. You never know, but yeah, let's not pretend that this is the same Los Angeles team that won the Super Bowl last year. Right. What I am impressed with from the Saints victory is the way the next men up really stepped up their performances. Uh, yeah, the, the Saints were playing with three backup offensive linemen, uh, you know, Cam Jordan, Marcus Davenport, Pete Werner, Marshawn Lattimore, all out on the defensive side. Th those are four legitimate Pro Bowl players. So you have to give credit. The Saints offensive line opened up just enough running room and gave Andy Dalton just enough pass protection for them to win. Uh, the biggest concern, I, th this Rams team had the worst rushing offense in the NFL coming in. And the Saints still couldn't stop it. Yeah. Uh, yeah, and I don't put that to the fault, you know, purely to the fault of you know, the injuries to Warner, Cam, and Davenport, because this team hasn't been able to stop the run all year. Going into a game against a very, very balanced San Francisco offense, people, you know, you don't, you know, if you're not, if you haven't followed the 49ers, uh, you know, you're missing a fun team to watch uh, and you know, a potential juggernaut in the NFC because this 49ers off. Everybody knows about the 49ers defense. Yeah, that's what the national media talks about. But this San Francisco offense is really very, very good. They have four true legitimate playmakers. And, you know, although the Saints might be getting some of those defensive contributors back, and I know we'll talk about that in a minute, uh, you know, th this, that defensive unit for New Orleans is going to have their hands full. And frankly, New Orleans just does not have the horses offensively to get into a high-scoring game. They're still a little bit beaten up on the offensive line. Uh, you know, Alvin Kamara, Chris Olave, they're as good as anybody. Jawan Johnson's having one heck of a year. But outside of that, who on offense really – outside of maybe Taysom Hill, who on offense for the Saints really scares opposing defenses? The answer, nobody. So, you know, the, the Saints have to have – to, be able to play San Francisco with a very balanced attack, avoid the turnovers and penalties on offense, and force turnovers and penalties on defense. This is going to be a real uphill battle. This San Francisco team, I think, is playing like a legitimate Super Bowl contender right now. Oh, they, they definitely are. I was looking at the film on them, Bob, to be quite honest with you, man, and, and you're absolutely right. 
this team, the last three games, they played really good, especially the Monday night matchup when they smacked the hell out of Arizona in the game. So you're right. Uh, if the Saints are able to pull this off, and, and, and let me just say this about Dennis Allen. I'm not a Dennis Allen guy. At first, when Dennis Allen first came in here, I give a guy a chance. Like, let's see what he can do. He's been under Coach Payton for 10 years. You got to learn something. You got to learn something. Then as the season goes, the team woefully underperforms. Most of the games are sleepwalking through half-assed performances here or there. And then when it gets toward the back and we're sitting up here at four and seven, we're able to beat the Rams. But you're right, cautiously optimistic about the win over the Rams. But to me, this could be probably the uh, the toughest game. And definitely as of the season, the biggest matchup, little sense of desperation, a lot of sense actually, in the last win, could they – transpose that's another thing i want to ask you about bob can they transpose the positive from the prior win over to to the 49ers matchup which i have not been able to see them do that over the season after every win it's an automatic loss for the saints during this season so that shows me that they they have the inability to be able to take the positive from the prior winning matchup and bring it over to the to the to the second matchup behind the win what is your thought on that? Why why aren't we able to do that in your perspective? I, Q, you're absolutely right. I mean, this team has has not put together back-to-back wins all year. Uh, <clears throat> and not only that, if you look at their performance after every win, and this is what exactly what you just said, outside of, you know, after they beat Seattle, they really should have beaten the Cincinnati Bengals the following week. But outside of that, they have had absolute stinkers. Every time they have won a game, I mean, you know, it's one thing to, to win a game and then lose a hard fought game, you know, a, a game the following week. That hasn't been the case. Yeah, you know, the Saints have just sleepwalked through their following opponents uh, yeah, and really opponents that they vastly overmatch on paper. Uh, and uh, that a lot of people blame the coaches, specifically Dennis Allen. And I get it. He deserves and that staff deserves their fair share of share of blame. But I don't think enough blame is being passed around to the leadership, the, the player leadership, uh, you know, the, Demar- the Demario Davises, the Cam Jordans, Marshawn Lattimore's, et cetera. Uh, there's only so much that the coaches can do. The players on the field are the ones that have to execute. That have to get motivated, you know, self-motivate. I mean, these are perfect. Yeah, it'd be different if you were talking about high school players, even some college players. Yeah, motivation from the coaches is definitely a factor. Then, these are guys that get or that are getting paid to do this for a living. That are professionals in every sense of the word. If you need a coach to motivate you week in and week out, you probably should get on with your life's work. And yeah, you know, although the veteran leadership on that team, most of them, you know, Davis, Cam, etc., most of them have had very good individual seasons. I have ver- I have outwardly questioned the leadership in the huddle and in that locker room time and time again this year. And, you know, that every bit as much as, you know, blame to the coaching staff, those are the kind of things responsible for the saints, not being able to put together a win streak, not being able to play consistent on really, really either side of the ball at all this season. Indeed, Bob. Well said, man. I I agree wholeheartedly. Let's take a look at the injury report for this week, my friend, uh, for this Friday, actually. And we go over things and you look at it. Uh, Davenport was limited. You had a questionable status. JT Graff, special team ace, is out. James Hurst will play, look like, fully practiced, so he's good. Cam questionable with his eye. Marshawn Lattimore limited in practice. Hadn't seen him in a while. 
Uh, he's questionable. Hopefully these guys, these questionable guys, uh, do play. We see Ryan Ramchick with a knee. He fully practiced. Mark Ingram's, we've seen him out for a while. Uh, he's questionable. Peyton Turner's out. So is Pete Werner. So two two of our young uh, guys are out right there. And Jarvis Landry's limited. Kamara fully practiced after being out with an illness. The 49ers, not much they're talking about. Armstead, uh, the big defensive tackle, was doubtful for the matchup. Trent Williams, he will play. So is their defensive end. Uh, Ibu Cam or Epo Cam or whatever his name is, <laughs> fully practiced. Debo Samuel was limited, Bob, but he's questionable. So we have a few guys, man, that are a lot of the guys, Bob, that were out with the Saints, man, that we really need for this final push. If they're going to do something, we get most of these guys back. They have questionable status there. So ho- hopefully, questionable means that they can play. I know back in the day, questionable was uh, you're not playing, questionable was like doubtful. And probable was the designation that if you're probable, you're you mean you're going to play. So I, t- I guess today's questionable is yesterday's probable. I'm hoping so. I, I, I it's some kind of way. But what do you quick thoughts on what do you think? Do some of these guys play that with this questionable status? What do you think? It, it's actually very encouraging to see a lot of these guys returning to practice on a limited basis. Uh, you know, I it. If you followed the Saints for a while, you probably knew that if Cam, yeah, there was no way in hell Cam was going to miss back-to-back games. Uh, you know, it, da- Davenport getting him back, and I think he will be in the lineup on Sunday. Getting Davenport back is huge. Uh, you know, Andrus Pete and that triceps injury, triceps especially for a lineman, uh, you know, that that could be a very tricky injury. Uh, you, you definitely don't want him to re-aggravate that, but at the same time, you don't want to force him into the lineup. Uh, or you know, him force himself into the lineup when he's basically a, a one-arm blocker because that, that, that's going to get Andy Dalton killed. Uh, as far as Kamara, he missed all of yesterday's practice and was really only present for the first portion, uh, early portion of today's you know, session. But Dennis Allen said after the game that, and I quote, uh, yeah, it, it shouldn't be an issue when he was asked if Kamara uh, is going to be available to play on Sunday. Lattimore, Ingram, I know they're listed as questionable, which officially means there'll be a game-time decision. I don't expect either of these guys to be back in the lineup yet, but I still take it as an encouraging sign that this is the first time Lattimore has practiced in over six weeks, first time Ingram has practiced in a month. So they're definitely trending in the right direction. If the Saints can pull together a one more win that still keeps them in the NFC South race, just as you're getting Lattimore, Ingram, the rest of these guys healthy. That could be a dangerous equation for the rest of the NFL. But as far as the guys listed as questionable this week, uh, I I would expect Cam, probably Davenport, and uh, and Kamara to play. Pete is literally a 50-50. We'll have to watch the inactive report for that one. Uh, you know, because they do have they they've now proven that they have a little bit of depth on that offensive line. All the more reason not to rush Pete back in and then lose him for you know, for the rest of the year. Uh, and like I said, Lattimore and Ingram, uh, I, I know what it officially lists them as. I would be surprised to see them in the lineup on Sunday, especially Lattimore. You don't want to play around with that injury too much because uh, right. that's a life or death thing. Uh, so I, I would expect Lattimore and probably Ingram to not play on Sunday. But again, encouraging that they're trending in the right direction. Indeed. Uh, you're right. Uh, man, Lattimore, man, a lacerated kidney and I think two broken ribs. I mean, my goodness, man, that that uh, 
that is that's that's rough and these are tough guys that come back from injury so a lot of people out there man uh many people wouldn't be able to do they do their jobs their regular jobs they would be disabled right those type of injuries we just just we just uh, just uh, are oblivious to that bob how hard some of these injuries are like Jameis with the four broken vertebrae in his back you would be disabled you couldn't do nothing with that yeah, I mean, it's crazy. But uh, quick thoughts, Bob. Uh, you have any information you can share, share with us about Trevor Pennon? Uh, what, what's the status of Trevor Pennon? You think he uh, gets in anytime soon? Is he activated for this matchup or is just that something that uh, we'll see in the foreseeing weeks? What, what do you think? I do expect Penning to be activated very soon. Uh, you know, I said a couple weeks ago, you know, when he when he entered that window where he could be uh, activated from injured reserve, a lot of people were immediately excited. Oh, you know, he's going to be inserted immediately into the lineup. And you know, I said, yeah, no, no, because again, this is an injury that you don't want to play with. Uh, you know, it's uh, it, you know, it, it's an injury that if aggravated wrongly then you know it could really affect a player's career uh and, and james hurst is a solid football player so you know it's not like you're getting a bum in there at left tackle uh it wouldn't shock me if penning was activated for this game we're actually hearing i believe nick underhill reported earlier today mm-hmm. uh you know from new orleans.football that uh that there's a strong chance that penning will be activated tomorrow afternoon mm-hmm. uh you know and be able to suit up for the 49ers game if he oh, cool. isn't then I would almost certainly believe that the following week against Tampa Bay uh, you know, would uh, you know, would definitely be you know, uh, Trevor Penning's debut. Uh, and hey, who knows? With the way Pete uh, you know, Pete has been injured and banged up, in my opinion, the the best fit for James Hurst has always been at guard. So if Pete continues to be banged up and Calvin Throckmorton has had a real inconsistent season in replacing him, oh my goodness. we could see this team kick James Hurst inside to left guard and immediately that. plug that first round draft choice penning into left tackle. Hey, see what the kid could do, especially if you're, you know, uh, you know clinging onto your playoff lives. Bob, you're right, man. I, uh, I think really I, I love Hurst at guard. I mean, inside, I love him at guard. I'm going to give it, give you to you. I, at the end, I'm a little nervous. Uh, about the left tackle position, but inside, love him there. And Trevor Pinion, Penny could actually probably bring the type of nastiness that I think our mm-hmm. offensive line need. We need us, uh, we need that nasty mentality that Pinion brings. So maybe he can be a, a tone setter emotionally for the who that nation, especially maybe our offensive line because we're going to need to push on. But uh, let's let's move on, Bob. Let's take a look at this man because I know you were looking at some of the 49ers uh, situation. You look at what we're doing. Uh, we average 22.6. We're giving up 24.3, which would explain why we are sub-500 team. Uh, 23.6 is their average, and they give up 17.3. I think that's good for either third in it. If I look at my statistics uh, ranking-wise, I don't know. I think that's second or third, perhaps, in the NFL or what yep. they're giving up. Uh, total yards, 372.5. That's right around what the Saints are doing. So we're averaging offensively around the same amount of yardage total passing 253 almost 254 minus we'll say versus their 245.3 saints rush at it almost 118 yards per contest the 49ers bob 127.2 yards per rush their rushing offense this year saints giving up 345 uh per game total 214.6 through the air and 132.1 yards on the ground that is awful it's terrible and then 305 is with the Niners defense. They give you 224.3 through the air, but they say 81.1. You ain't getting nothing on the ground, says the 49ers run stuff in defense. So, 
Bob, how do we beat this team? I, I'll tell you, this is, like I said, the, the, these 49ers are playing like a juggernaut right now. Uh, to delve a little bit deeper into your statistics, they have not given up a running uh, – no running back has rushed for over 60 yards against them in 18 games. That's a, we're, we're not talking 100-yard rush. We're talking no running back over 60 yards. Only some guy, yeah, some guy named Patrick Mahomes threw for 400 yards against them earlier this year. Outside of that, the other nine quarterbacks that they faced, none of them have thrown for over 255. Wow, those are those are mind-boggling numbers. That is. Yet I actually feel pretty good if the Saints win their battles up front. I actually feel good about the Saints' offense matched up against San Francisco's defense. Frisco is a little bit thin inside along their defensive line, assuming Eric Armstead doesn't play because they, they're already without two de- two other defensive tackles that are on injured reserve. Uh, yeah, it's not like the Saints get a lot of rushing yards inside, but Taysom Hill, Alvin Kamara, they're cut back. They're slashing runners. So they'll start off tackle, but if that Saints offensive line can open up a couple holes inside, a couple cutback lanes, or if Mark Ingram is active, that might be a factor too. Uh, I think the Saints are able, physically able, to establish some balance in a running game. It might not be pretty, uh, similar to last. At Henson, we're looking forward to the holidays, and that means more time in the kitchen. Now, imagine your trusty kitchen knife had a wobbly handle. You'd be nervous. Well, the same is true in shaving. Most razors on the market today don't support the blades well enough, allowing them to flex and bend. This is the source of razor burn. At Henson, we used our 20 years of aerospace manufacturing to solve this problem, supporting the blade so you can use it confidently. To learn more and to get 100 blades for free, go to hensonshaving.com holiday. Looking for a fun way to win 25 times your money this football and basketball season? Test your skills on Prize Picks, the most exciting way to play daily fantasy sports. Just select two or more players, pick more or less on their projection for a wide variety of stats, and place your entry. It's as easy as that. If you have the skills, you can turn $10 into $250 with just a few taps. Easy gameplay, quick withdrawals, and injury insurance on your picks are what make Prize Picks the number one daily fantasy sports app. Ready to test your skills? Join the Prize Picks community of more than 7 million players who have already signed up. Right now, Prize Picks will match your first deposit up to $100. Just visit prizepicks.com slash play100 and use code play100. That's code play100 at prizepicks.com slash play100 for a first deposit match up to $100. Prize Picks, daily fantasy sports made easy. Paid actor portrayal. I didn't see it coming. Life can be so unpredictable. After losing my dad, it made me think about my family if something were to happen to me. The mortgage, car payments, and all the other bills. Even things like our annual summer vacation would be out of reach. I had heard about life insurance through Ethos and how easy it was to get coverage. They were right. I knew it was time to stop putting it off and get life insurance right now. I got on my computer and went to ethoslife.com. In just 10 minutes, I was covered. And boom, family protected. Thanks to Ethos, my family won't have to worry about the bills if the unpredictable happens to me. Ethos, fast and easy online term life insurance. Up to $2 million in coverage with no medical exam. Some policies as low as a dollar a day. Answer a few health questions and get your free quote at ethoslife.com slash audio. 
That's ethoslife.com slash audio. Week against the Rams when they only run for it ran for 88 yards, uh, but they were a quality 88 yards. They were enough to keep the chains moving, enough to keep control of the football. If the Saints can manage that again, that'll slow that 49ers pass rush led by all pro Nick Bosa. Uh, and I actually like the matchup that Chris Olave and Jawan Johnson have against the 49ers secondary. San Francisco has a very physical secondary uh, and three tremendous linebackers. Those linebackers might keep Kamara in check as a receiver, uh, but yeah, the, uh, New Orleans has to get Alvin involved as a pass receiver early in the game. Uh, yeah, it might it might not be for a lot of yards, but he's got to keep those 49ers linebackers active and with their attention on him. If they can do that, then I, again, I like Alave and uh, uh, Juwan Johnson's matchup against the San Francisco secondary that sits back a lot. They'll give up receptions in front of them and then look to make big hits. Uh, or if their pass rush can force an inaccurate throw from the quarterback, which oftentimes is the case, then they'll capitalize on that. So, you know, if Dalton gets a little bit of protection, we know that he can be an accurate passer. And, you know, we know that he's not going to get impatient and force the ball down the field. And that's why I see potential good outings for Chris Olave and Jawan Johnson this week. Yeah. You know, what, Bob, uh, you know, Grant thought the same. Grant Cone thought the same thing from the Cone zone. He was saying that the Saints and one of the uh, family members that's listening called him a 49er hater. He, were, <laughs> he covers the team. So he, he doesn't have a... Um, he doesn't have a, uh, I guess you say, a, a biased view for the club because he covers them. You know, he covers them like a guy looking out from the outside, and he covers them. So I guess that kind of rubs guys a different way. Thank you, Hoodie, for that. He says, Armstead is out this game. Saw it earlier on Twitter. So there you go. Armstead Stead is out. Thank you. Uh, uh, shout out to you, Hoodie. But this is also very, uh, like, one of the statement games, Bob. You look at their offense for Gar- uh, for what the 49ers are doing, and Garoppolo, it's having a pretty good year. You know what I'm mm-hmm. saying? He's he's doing pretty good uh, in the matchup. They got McCaffrey there. And even though McCaffrey hadn't seemed to be doing anything, he warned us about Elijah Mitchell, the Mitchell, the, uh, the running back behind him, is a guy that you have to watch out for. He's in between a ta- uh, runner in between the tackles. Uh, so, and they have a real splendid staff of wide receivers, Brandy Nayuk and Debo Samuel. Don't forget Kittle, even though, yep. you know, he's in the matchup. So, Man, it's a it's, it's a mix, but he sees the 49ers' strength as their, uh, the well, the identity of the team is defensive first, offensive second. So, I mean, we if we if, if we're attacking the 49ers' defense stretch plays, he was talking about misdirection plays that tend to go right at Nick Bosa and attack Nick uh, Nick Bosa directly and force him to make decisions. According to his research, he said Bosa tends to uh over pursue and and he has a issue right there that he he thinks that the saints can capitalize on but i definitely agree with you about the linebackers they're absolutely Mm -hmm. splendid and they go sideline to sideline so i don't know about stretch plays and all this kind of stuff against them we might have to put the hard hat on and go right on at them what do you thought about all that bob i know that's a lot but what what do you think about some of that stuff Uh, yeah it is a lot and uh, you you and i uh you just broke down uh, yeah, a lot of what Grant said uh, yeah, about the 49 and I, I, I follow Grant. I, I like his work. Uh, a lot of times I get yelled at for the same thing that he does. Uh, <laughs> uh, trying to take a non-biased approach. Uh, right. Um, this San Francisco offense is going to be tough though. 
uh, you know, Debo Samuel, his status, he popped up with that hamstring report on the injury report earlier this week, like you pointed out early in the show. Uh, but yeah, Debo is probably the most versatile wide receiver uh, in the National Football League. Uh, people don't understand. Yeah, yeah, they'll see his statistics and say, oh, yeah, they, they run him. Yeah, they, they, they use him a lot on end arounds. No, that's not the case. Debo will run out of the backfield as good as any running, any off tackle running back you will find. Uh, and they'll use him, McCaffrey, Elijah Mitchell. Uh, McCaffrey, Christian McCaffrey walked into a beautiful situation for him. He no longer has to shoulder the offense like he did in Carolina. Uh, San Francisco is getting him involved, but it's more as a pass catcher. He's averaged seven receptions in, uh, per game in his three games with the 49ers. But him and Elijah Mitchell are pretty much splitting the carries evenly. So if they do that and they can hit you with Debo Sam, I mean, that's a three-headed running back monster that not many, you know, not many teams can boast. Uh, you know, and I don't have to tell you how good Debo is. You mentioned how good George Kittle is. Brandon Ayuk actually has more receptions and receiving yards than either Debo or George Kittle. So don't sleep on Brandon Ayuk either. Those are three very physical receivers. And Saints fans, I don't have to tell you how good a receiver Christian McCaffrey is. So that yeah, that's your four-headed beast that Garoppolo can find when he gets some time you know, in the pass pocket. Uh, the thing about San Francisco is, again, this is a team that does not force the ball down the field. They would rather get the ball out of Garoppolo's hands very quickly. It's football one-on-one. Get the ball in the hands of your best playmakers as quickly as possible. And that is exactly what Jimmy Garoppolo does. Uh, you know, San Francisco's strategy is we have quick guys. We have physical guys. We're going to make you tackle us. Well, that's something that the Saints have been very, 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 very poor at this year. And – uh, you know, Saints fans, close your eyes and remember those you know, that 49er game uh, versus the Saints back in 2019 when George Kittle literally carried the entire Saints secondary uh, you know, into field goal position for that game-winning kick. That was a good defense. This one's not so good for New Orleans. People like Tyron Matthew, Marcus May, who have had awful seasons, they're really going to have to step to the plate. Otherwise, it's going to be a long day for this New Orleans defense. Hey man, Bob. Absolutely. Uh, yeah, Tyron Matthew. I was looking at some film and I see some things. I'm like, what is he looking at? You know, he's looking at something, and it's like he doesn't react. The touchdown play when the guy went into motion, Bob, from the left side of the line, he moved from motion from the left to the right into the slot position, right in front of Tyron Matthew, who was positioned in the end zone. This is inside the red zone, inside of the five yard line. I want to mm -hmm. say he go the player snap. The guy goes up. Turns around, catches the ball, then Tyron engages. I'm like, what? What's going on? I'm pretty sure that guy didn't draw, draw that up that way. So I'm like, what do you, you know, I, I just don't get it. And I'm like, we're deep in the season. A lot of these guys need to really figure it out here and turn this thing around before it's too late. Some people believe it's too late. A loss to the 49ers will definitely more than likely uh, yeah. probably kick us in the teeth. So uh, thank you, Tom, uh, Brother Thomas, for your uh, super chat. He says, Pennon is activated for this week. Yeah, that, yeah, Bob reported on that. He said that already. Uh, thank you for that, bro. Appreciate you. Uh, yeah, so, Thomas, to be fair, not to interrupt you, Q, uh, no. Q to yes, be sir. fair, Thomas, it hasn't officially been announced yet. It will be official tomorrow. Uh, but, yeah, like Q and I, uh, you know, kind of hinted at a minute ago, we, we expected uh, you know, the news about Trevor Penning, we have been hearing things like that. Uh, but like I said, it's not official yet, but it should become official tomorrow. 
Okay. Well, that's that's good news to help us up on the on offensive line. A lot of our guys, we're getting most of them back for this important game. So, Bob, uh, I'm going to get ready to uh, cut you loose, my friend. I know you got a busy day, and I kind of ran late into your time. Uh, let it's Black I, Friday traffic, my friend. You couldn't help it. Man, I was all over, man. I <laughs> had to go take my boys to see my mother and, you know, all this kind of stuff, you know. So it was good. Uh, but yeah, the the the, the issue. Uh, let's talk about the uh, the score prediction. I know I don't. I, I know you kind of kind of get away from the score prediction. But how how do you see the game playing out? Do you think the Saints get the win? Me personally, I think the Saints win the contest because I have no reason but to have to to take that because if if and really it's, it's not. Uh, I'm not putting anything behind Dennis Allen because I really don't want Dennis Allen here. I think he doesn't have what he need to coach this team. But I think if this is going to be done, it has to be done, like you said so yourself, with leadership from the players. They're going to have to galvanize, and they're going to have to push this forward. So how do you see the game playing out in terms of win, a winning score and, uh, you know, how, your keys? Boy, I'll tell you, uh, I hate the San Francisco 49ers. Like, I, I, I hate them uh, you know, more so than what you know, Saints fans hate. Uh, I hate the Atlanta Falcons. Uh, I, I'm an older guy, so I remember those old NFC West days where you know, Joe Montana, Bill Walsh, Jer- Jerry Rice, et cetera, they just tortured the Saints you know, year yep. in and year out. Yep. And when I close my eyes and you know, think of the, the red and gold uh, you know, SF, you know, uh, overcrossed SF symbol, uh, that, those are the kind of teams I think about. This is going to be a tough game for the Saints to win. But I think New Orleans is putting together something potentially special down the stretch. Okay. Uh, but having said that, I just I think San Francisco is playing too good right now. Do I think New Orleans can go in there and win? Absolutely, I do. And I think it's going to be a very hard-fought game. Uh, but the 49ers have been a nemesis for the New Orleans Saints, their fans, and their franchise for decades, for over 30 years. So... I can see I, – I think San Francisco, sadly, I'm going to say I think San Francisco is going to take this in a close one, probably in the in the realm of like I would say 27 to 23. But, again, I would not be at all surprised if the Saints flip that score and come out of here with a close win. Uh, you know, I just think this 49ers are playing that good right now, uh, and they have a chance to put one of the final nails in the Saints' coffin for 2022, and I, I, I'm afraid that they'll do just that. The, uh, the, the Saints are going to play well. Uh, and wouldn't shock me for a win, but I'm going to go with San Francisco in a close one. Yeah, you know, that's uh, a lot of the family members feel like you, Bob, so you're not alone. You got a lot of good company with you. It's just as a who that, man, you got to, you know, I'm kind of holding out hope for our players who are, are, are experienced guys that, that are winners, that know what it takes. I'm just saying, what are you guys waiting for? Take control of the wheel and steer this thing. You know, Dennis Allen lacks a lot you know this guy i'm i'm looking at him and i'm reading him from afar you them guys see him up close they know what they're dealing with here yeah so you're gonna have to wrestle the wheel so to speak and do what you can do from your play from your side not the penalties not the, the, the fumbles you got to catch what you got to catch the ball thrown to you execute all this confusion and guys not knowing where they are which guy they're blocking and uh false starting in your own building guessing at the snap misreading on plays slow uh, in coverage on the back end with the safeties. I mean, this is this has to stop here. We have to get really crisp 
and our planning and get thorough here and make it work. Uh, thank you, Hoodie, for that, man. He says, uh, Q, tell Bob, I know 49ers offense looks scary, but Olave, Kamara, Jarvis, Jawan, Taysom are going to be a problem against a banged-up 49ers secondary in banged-up defensive line. And also, uh, thank you, Hoodie. Appreciate you, buddy, for that. And also, Bob, um, what another thing Grant was saying, too, uh, about the 49ers is that he thinking that the, they could have a letdown against the Saints because they are overlooking the Saints at the Dolphins that are match up behind us because, Mc, you know, McDaniels, the coach who has 49ers ties. So that that's his thought process on it in, in, as well. Uh, yeah, I could totally see that happening. Uh, yeah, and and it, it's hard to overlook anybody in today's NFL, but we know it happens. Uh, yeah, and Hoodie, I, I agree with you. And I, I, I mentioned that, uh, yeah, that Alave, Jawan especially could have big games. They're going to need big games from Kamara and Taysom. Uh, yeah, and even if the Saints lose, you know, 27-24, 30 to 27. That tells you that the Saints put up an, a good offensive game, which I expected. Uh, but you know, and Nick Bosa and those 49er linebackers, they're awful good too. Uh, you know, it, it's going to be a matchup of stars. Whose stars play better, uh, especially on defense? Is it those guys for the 49ers? Uh, you know, is it Cam? Uh, you know, Caden Ellis, who has been playing on fire lately, uh, Demario Davis, maybe Tyron Matthew shows up and makes a couple of plays. Uh, you know, it's whichever team makes more defensive plays that are going to pull the pull this one out. OK, that is the man is spoken. Once again, uh, I like to thank Bob. Shout out to my man, Bob, for being up in the building. Bob, Bob please tell the family members where they can find you and all the really great work you do at the Saints. News well, it, th thank you, my family member. You, you, you know I love you. You know I love coming on with you. Here, uh, folks, you can follow me on Facebook. Just look for Bob Rose. Uh, I'm over on Twitter at BobbyR2613. All of my work I post on my personal pages, but I can be found directly on the Saints News Network as well, at Saints News on Twitter. And we do all the coverage for the New Orleans Saints on the SI.com site. And please, IQ referenced it a couple of times. Check out our show, our podcast on every Wednesday evening at 8 p.m. Central Time. It's called the Bayou Blitz. Uh, we've had a couple of former Saints players on, uh, you know, a couple of analysts, you know, national analysts. Uh, you know, even when it's just Brendan Boylan, my co-host and myself, we try to have fun. We try to put on an entertaining product. Uh, I, I have a lot of competition. Shows like yourself, Q, uh, but I'm, uh, I'm trying to match up with you big boys. Uh, but please check out the Bayou Blitz podcast. If you don't check us out live on Wednesday night, just YouTube it and you can look at all of our past shows as well. A lot of great, a lot of great content over there uh, at Bob Rose Bayou Blitz him and Brother Kyle T. Mosley and, and the rest of the family. Members. They do a lot of good work, man. They're, they you. are my favorite. And when you talk about Saints content and telling it like it is, those guys are my favorite. There are a lot of good ones out there. But Saints News Network is my favorite. That's why I always have Bob on the show and always shout out Kyle and the rest of the family members at the Saints News Network. So Thank all you. of who that nation go over there and hit the subscribe button and join them. We all family. We all sharing the, the love of the squad. And, and, and that's how I see it. So, Bob, once again, my friend, uh, happy holidays to you, my man. I appreciate you being patient with me, man, with all of the running I was doing earlier, all the kind of ways. But thank you, my friend, once again. And uh, a happy holiday season to you and your family. Please be safe. And, and anytime you feel like popping in uh, back in December, I pretty much some of these games kind of span out. We'll have a definite, real definitive view of what we're looking at with the Saints down the line. So I, I will probably I'm gonna reach out to you uh, in December sometime, bring you back for your perspective, my friend. 
You got it, man. And happy holidays to you and your family. Uh, Brennan and I are going to have you on the Bayou Blitz for sure. Uh, you know how crazy holiday schedules can get, uh, but we're, we're going to get together. We're going to collaborate on our shows. Uh, hey, we've been a family for a long time. Throw Kyle Mosley in that mix. Uh, we're going we're gonna to expand it, expand it and give you guys some double dose of, uh, of Q and Bob Rose. There you go. <laughs> That's all good, Bob. Listen, I thank all y'all guys for being on the stream, man. Listen, we're going to holler at you later. But listen, fam, before our Pelican Post Game Report family, we'll be doing the Pelican Post Game Report tonight. So if you want to subscribe for the Pelican content, go to Pelican uh, Post Game Report on YouTube or go to the whodatdaily.com, uh, our headquarters site for all of the, our content from boxing, uh, college football, boxing, pro football, all the stuff. All that crap, all, all that stuff. My all the content is all that, man. There's a lot of stuff going on. All right, so with that being said, hit the like button, family. Also, feel free. I think the link is, and they might have put it in the description section below for the pro shop. We got 20 to 60% off on goods right now. So if y'all looking to help out the stream via uh, the pro shops, please feel free to check it out. The link is in the description section uh, below for that. Or go to the community section of the page to get that. So with that being said, fam, I'm going to get out on that. And I'm going to holler at y'all on the flip side, man. Who that to you? Much love. And I'm out. Yeah. Huh? Boogie like Benson. I'm a who that. I'm a who that. Long as I'm living, I'm a who that. Lose all winning. I'm a who that. Sports coma. Yeah, this is where we do that. 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 Huh? Boogie like Benson. I'm a who that. I'm a who that. Sports coma. This is where we do that. Where we do that. Welcome, welcome, welcome. Somebody please better help. Running this thing like Elf. Thank God every day I'm not a felt. Go to YouTube live with Big Q and the guys. If you ain't ride or die, the bandwagon get flipped. Been marching in. That was way for the ring. I was yelling out your shame for the championship. Fucking on town. Duck down. Falcons pluck get shut down. Panthers ain't much touchdown. The vision really blown to us now. So much hate on the Saints, you could probably tell. Ever since Bounty Gate hit the NFL, when things seem fishy, then you probably smell. The crooked referees are Roger Goodell. Yeah. like this, and I'm a who that. Every day I'm living, I'm a who that. Lose all winning, I'm a who that. It's the sports coma, this is where we do that. Where we do that, where we do that, where we do that, where we do that, where we do that. Boogie like this, and I'm a who that. It's the sports coma, this is where we do that. You're listening to the sports coma with Big Q and the guys on the PRO Media Network.
Pro Shop. That's right, the Pro Shop is the platform store where you can go and buy all the latest merch to support the platform. Available at the Pro Shops, we have dozens of hundreds of products available for you and your family. Unisex tees for men and women, hoodies and sweatshirts, tank tops, kids and baby items, long sleeve tees, mugs, pillows, wall art, bath bedding, face masks, phone cases, stickers, bags, fanny packs, socks, hats, and many other items. Please feel free to check out the Pro Shops. The link is in the description section below. And remember, it helps the platform continue to grow. Check out the Pro Shop and who that is. TheWhoThatDaily.com That's right, TheWhoThatDaily.com Your one-stop shop for everything New Orleans Saints, New Orleans Pelican, LSU Tigers, even the top flight boxing So if you're a Who That, you're looking for a place to stay up on your team TheWhoThatDaily.com is your site TheWhoThatDaily.com For the sport Who That Lucky Land Casino, asking people What's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car, before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.